Hello. Hello. And welcome back. Back to what, Jared? Gotta got say it. To the Gym Trash Podcast. Mm. I, that's still a very weird title to say, but we came up with it and we're sticking with it. So today we're going to be covering the last two volumes of Mysterious Girlfriend X, which means today is going to be Mysterious Podcast Y. Because it's the last funny. one. Funny joke. Because we're also going to be covering the movie arc, which <laughs> which uh, parodies the series by Mysterious Girlfriend Y. Yeah. Which the, pod, which the movie arc is pretty much going to be the bulk of what we talk today, talk about today. Because uh, before that and after that is a bunch of like little chapters, which I guess would constitute as filler until you get to the final two chapters so there isn't a whole lot to go over um yes there is a lot of different chapters so i will cover each of them like shortly or try to um but it is going to be mostly the movie arc which the movie arc at, at an overview it's okay it's definitely not the best arc i definitely still think that the idol arc was my is like the best and my favorite uh, and then underneath that culture festival, then movie. I just don't think that the movie arc was like that good, all things considering. I don't really remember the movie arc at all. Like I remember everything else except this. So maybe that tells me that like I didn't it didn't stick with there as much as like the idol arc did. But maybe it is good, and I just kind of forgot about it. Well, I'll be talking about it, so you'll get a refresher on what happened in the movie arc. Mm. so volume five which real quick volume five again fuck volume five it's like <laughs> not it's like just completely poofed off the f- face of the earth it's out of stock everywhere so i had to take to amazon and buy the digital copy which i hated doing because i've been wanting the physical copy i have all the other volumes just not five so if anyone wants to sell their volume five to me, I doubt it. But if anyone does, hit me up. Go, I'll, I'll pay. Go to the Instagram, the Gym Trash Podcast. No, just Gym Trash Podcast. Jared runs it. You can you can at him there. Slide into the DMs with that volume five. <laughs> okay. So volume five starts off with Urube being sick, which might be a continuation of the last volume because I know near the end of um volume four they were talking about like girls being sexy when they're sick because of glossy eye and a messy face and all mm-hmm. that remember yeah with yeah. He, him taking off the mask seeing her like drooling and then like attacked him getting bitch slapped yes he, she didn't have her scissors on her yeah so it starts off with Irve being sick which i'm gonna assume is a continuation of that but i'm pretty sure she was better by the end of volume four not a hundred percent but pretty sure but i guess if she wasn't then now we know because she's sick at the beginning of this chapter and because her family's not there subaki um goes over over the weekend i think or after school one day because she was missing school to take care of her which that's oh very nice sweet boyfriend taking care of his you, sick girlfriend. Do you do that, yeah. Jared? Do you take care of your girlfriend when she's sick, or is she like she's never back the been fuck sick? Up? 
Oh. No, she's never been sick with me. I've the only, I'm the only one that's been sick. Has she taken care of you? No, she hasn't. We love couple goals. <laughs> Clearly, we haven't met that goal. Uh, so while he's there, he like makes her applesauce, which honestly, I did not know you could make. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's true, but you can make applesauce by just like grating the apple because that's all he does. Is he just grates it? Oh, I thought you meant that you didn't know that you can make applesauce. I'm like Jared. Wait, you can make applesauce? I thought you could only buy that oh. at the at the store. I thought only it just appears on the shelves. Is that not how it works? It just you know someone says I want applesauce, and then bam, there's applesauce on the shelves, ready to be sold. I'm really craving applesauce right now, to be honest. Yo, know, actually, it does sound pretty good. Maybe yeah. we'll go get some later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, he makes applesauce for her. Uh, and then when it's time to leave, he's like concerned about the fact that uh, his fa- or her family isn't home, so she's gonna be home alone all the time or like home alone and sick which mega bad mega sucks if you haven't seen the plot of home alone and home alone 2 was there home alone and home alone 3 (laughs) yeah being home alone it's not good you're gonna get the sticky bandits Mm. and then the wet bandits (laughs) actually i think there was a wet bandits first then the sticky bandits but that's neither here nor there because we're not talking about that (laughs) our our next anime debut will be home alone (laughs) That that could be your series. Ooh. <laughs> so um, once he has that thought, he goes back to her, takes off his shirt, which I have to question why he was. I mean, I know people do, but why was he wearing like a full like short sleeve shirt underneath like his button up? Because like usually people just wear um, wife beaters or tank tops underneath their like button ups. But no, this man was wearing a full shirt. So he takes off his button up and puts it uh, like around her. No, he puts it on her, but when she wakes up, it's around her like you know those boyfriend pillows where it's just <laughs> half a torso and an arm. Yeah, yeah, it's just around her like it's a boyfriend pillow, <laughs> which is kind of funny because you know he's her boyfriend, getting subliminal messages. Ooh. Um. So yeah, so basically it just ends off with Tsubaki being jealous of his shirt because his shirt acted as a body double for him to watch over her over the night, which, cute. That's pretty cute. Cute. Couple goes yeah. out there. Jared, if yeah. you don't do that. I'm not leaving you my shirt. I didn't mean me, but okay. Oh, whoops. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically he's jealous of it because during the night she got super sweaty, as sick people do. So she washed her clothes and then just put on Tsubaki's shirt with nothing underneath it. So he's Ooh. like, wow, I I wish I was my shirt right now. <laughs> I wish I was the body double for my shirt so I could be clinging to Urabe's body right now. That's what goes through the mind of like everyone. Every teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we start the movie arc. Dun, 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 dun. The one I forgot. That's yep, okay, according to Jared. Yeah, it's all right. I even wrote that on the notes. It's okay. <laughs> um, so it's time for the culture festival again. We get two culture festivals in this series. Wow, pretty snazzy. <laughs> yeah, now this one's at uh, Subaki and Urbe's high school, which their class is doing a cafe, uh, a maid cafe, I believe. 
Um, but since Subaki is a ghost member in the movie club, which basically just means he's a member, but he doesn't actually go to any of their meetings. I but for that. like, yeah, but for like keeping the club alive, quote unquote, you need a certain amount of members. So he's just there while not being there. I'm a ghost member for one of our clubs at at, <laughs> at X College. Yeah, at X College. That we go to. I like. I joined. I've gone to three meetings out of their like 150. So they have way too many meetings. That's a lot of meetings. It is. They have like three every week, and like I'm not doing that. Damn. Yo, I'll kind of want to join the Magic Club. Go and play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Hey, Jim uh, Shash podcast viewers, y'all, y'all want to start uh, a magic tournament with Jared? Oh, we'll follow y'all in Commander. <laughs> um, yeah. So the movie club, which he's a ghost member of, is well producing a movie. Because what else is a movie club gonna do? Mind blown. During a culture festival, when they're the movie club and in a movie arc. <laughs> gotta produce a movie so the vice president of the movie arc or not the movie arc of the movie club wants suwano as her lead heroine and she's because she saw suwano at the swim meet remember that mm, yeah yeah and he was and she was like oh this girl be gorgeous she'd be perfect for the role um which she asks subaki to ask her if she'll play uh, the lead heroine, because they're in the same class, so it's easier for Subaki to go and ask her than the vice president going out of her way to try to get Suwano. I remember the movie arc now. It, like, all just hit. Just all clicked. Like, when you, when you reminded me that Suwano was now in Urabe's place. Yeah. Or main character, I guess. Yep, she, she's taking over the role of the heroine. Yeah. It just all hit. So the so Suwano's like, sure, I'll consider it, but I know nothing about the movie, so would you take me to the club so that I can find out more about what's going on with the movie? So they go and the vice president starts to explain the plot, but it's like eerily similar to what happened to between Urabe and Subaki, which is why they call it Mysterious Girlfriend Why, or why Richie called it Mysterious Girlfriend Why, because it's basically a um parody of their real life yes. so a boy falls in love with the heroine which in this case is going to be suana after tasting her drool sound familiar i i can't tell the difference dino that was not the line <laughs> i meant to say i meant to say something <laughs> else but okay we'll leave it in uh, so suano only agrees to take the role as the main heroine if Subaki plays the love interest, which, I mean, I guess that makes sense because they're like in the previous volumes setting up kind of, kind of something going on there, but not really. Mm -hmm. We'll get into more of that later. But then she also suggests Urabe, Urabe play the rival love interest, which is kind of a weird choice because at this point she doesn't know that Urabe is the uh, is Subaki's boyfriend i mean girlfriend so like <laughs> why did she recommend urabe maybe it was just because of like how uh, close they are wait do they do people know that they're close 
No, not really. No. I was going to say it's probably more because that Uribe has beat Suwano and like everything they've competed against. Like That makes sense. So maybe she's like, hey, let me try to get Uribe's love interest and then I'll pummel her into the ground. <laughs> Um, but then also Ueno ends up playing um, Subaki's friend in the movie, and his reasoning is because they're friends in real life. So like it makes sense for them to play, you know, friends in the movie. Ueno just really wanted to be in this movie. Yeah. Well, Oka really wanted to be in this movie, uh, but she didn't get a role. By association, Ueno had to be in this movie. Now, Ueno got the part before... Before Oka was like, let me be in the movie. Because he went with Subaki and Sueno to the uh, movie club to mm-hmm. figure out what the movie was about. Gotcha. Yeah. So on the way home from school that day, Subaki asks Urebe if it's okay to, you know, play the role in the movie despite Suano being the main love interest, which he, he already figured was not going to be um, something she'd be happy about, which, what do you know? He was right. Because whenever they do their routine that day, um, he gets the same reaction to what happened um, during the swim meet. Like, I'm not going to call it an arc, but like during the swim meet chapter where he got like a heavy weight on his shoulder and just felt like very pushed down. So it's very obvious that um, Urbe doesn't want Tsubaki playing the role. So he's like, okay, I'm going to tell the vice president that i can't do it that i no longer want to be or that i don't want to be the love interest for the heroine for suana which at this point oka and we still hate her just saying she does some good things in this volumes but we still hate her uh she plots with ueno to make subaki and urabe play their respective roles in the movie which she basically does by indirectly telling Urabe that she needs to trust Subaki, which, that's a good thing, but the way she did it... Pretty manipulative. Yeah. She basically just tells Urabe to meet her um, in their classroom after class one day. But at the same time, we we learn this later, but she asks Ueno to go with her to the classroom so that they can loudly talk about uh, you know, Ueno wanting to play the role of the love interest and Oka being okay with it because she trusts him and then they do the smoochy smooch. The smoochy smooch. Yeah, the smoochy smooch. Everyone loves the smoochy smooch. So everybody's like, ah, I get it. I need to trust Tsubaki. So now I'm going to let him play the role in the movie. And he's like super confused because it's like a full 180. Because mm-hmm. she's, she's like, now I'm interested in it and I'm going to play my role too. Do you think Subaki actually wanted to play? He didn't really want to play this role. I don't think he did. I read this yesterday, but I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I read this like months ago. Um, So the next day, the vice president busts out these like this model ruins of the school that the movie has been making over like the course of the school year. And they find out that that's going to be like the last frame of the movie is um, based on ruins of the school, which is kind of confusing because like they initially thought it was just going to be a romance movie. Mm -hmm. But now there's some dystopian um, aspect to it, too. Did it have a plane crash? 
Like, yeah, it yeah. was basically like the school buildings, like all torn up and like a rectangular shape. And in the middle of all that was a giant plane crash. Mm. Uh, but pretty much everyone agrees that they don't want to know the full story. So that way it could still be like a surprise to them and they can play out what their characters are feeling in that moment. So they decide that it's better, probably best that the information be trickled to them uh, scene by scene instead of them reading the entire script all at once. Is that how acting works? Theater kids, is that how acting works? You were a theater kid. I was a sound technician. <laughs> okay, then you didn't talk to any of the actors? No, I didn't care about how scripts works. <laughs> Boy, I don't know if we'll have theater kids listen, but hey, you know, slide into one of our DMs. Twitter, at the Jim Trash Podcast, or Instagram, at Jim Trash Podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, they start filming, um, the movie and it's basically reliving everything we've seen up until now, but with Suwano instead of Urabe. So it's basically like redoing the entire series just with a different girl. But, uh, Suwano, with Suwano, she acts or she's supposed to act more like a actual girlfriend, quote unquote in the movie so there's more like lovey-dovey scenes or more cliche scenes that you'd find in a romance anime like one of them is Tsubaki walking in on her changing because you know that happens a lot in anime yeah so yeah this is basically just like your cliche um romance version of mysterious girlfriend x but with Suwano and not best girl Urabe so it's okay (laughs) it's all right yeah and they do do the same, like, spit routine, because, you know, that's what the vice president wants to do, wanted to do, even though we're not sure how she got this idea, even though it's, like, basically frame for frame what Urabe and Tsubaki do. Um, but instead of using actual spit, because that would be weird um, by their standards, because they don't know what's going on, and instead they use a sports drink. Uh, instead of spit, so basically they just film Suwano putting her finger in the mouth, and then whenever she take it out, they cut, and then she dries it and puts sports drink on her finger, which I have to question because it wouldn't be this; it wouldn't have the same consistency as spit. It would just probably like fall right off, you know? Okay, but also like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would just fall right off. It's not going to stay on your finger. Like, even though it's not spit, is it still not, like, awkward for Tsubaki to have to, like, lick up someone's Stick finger? another girl's finger in her ma- in his mouth? In front of Urabe? I guess Iwano likes it. But yeah, which... It's kinky shit. That's basically this entire series. Kinky shit. <laughs> yeah. So, throughout the filming, Tsubaki gets, starts to get, like, confused in the head. Because whenever he's doing, um, like, the spit scenes with Suano, it's becoming really sweet. Even though, like, I guess it sh- in some degree it should because it is a sports drink and generally sports drinks have sugar in them. So, Suano's just adding more sugar on top of it. <laughs> so, Suano's quote-unquote spit is now becoming very sweet to him. Whereas, Urabe's spit is starting to become a little... A little tasteless, which I feel like there's not very, like, there's no real repercussion or consequence 
to this fact. They just kind of mention it, fix it, and then move on, which I feel like is a big downfall to this movie arc. It doesn't really do anything for the story. Yeah. Is, is like what I feel. So I feel like it's just kind of thrown in there to be another arc that happens. I feel like after the idol arc and like maybe after the the movie arc, but like part way, I feel like the series is kind of starting to like, you can feel it's reaching an end or trying to reach an end. Yeah. And I, I feel like, so again, like after the movie arc, it's mostly like a lot of filler, which makes me very sad because I love this series so much. But I feel like the ending is kind of rushed or it's like rushing to get to that ending. Yeah. I wonder if that's which... how like uh, his name was Richie. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's how he wanted to end it or if like the company that he was publishing under or like Vertical Comics or yeah. what was the other one? Koda- Kodansha. Yeah. I wonder if that like they wanted him to end it faster. Uh, I don't know. That would be something to look into. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, Irve Spit is now becoming like tasteless to him, which he's mega concerned about because he doesn't want that bond between them to be broken. And we even get a scene of him dreaming and doing the spit routine with Urube. But then Urube transitions into Suwano because her hair grows longer and that face changes, mm-hmm. which is like a nightmare to him because he wakes up immediately afterwards. So, of course, he's concerned about the their bond and breaking it with Urbe. So, he wants to quit um, quit the movie and stop shooting. But Urbe urges him that he can't quit or can't stop because they've already come so far in the shooting. So, that he needs to... He might as well just keep going and finish the movie and see it to its conclusion. But then we come to the kiss scene. Because <laughs> the movie has a kiss scene. As every romance movie does that no not only did it have suwano being half naked in this <laughs> in this movie production for a high school but it's gonna have a kissing which isn't as bad as you know filming your main heroine semi-nude but it's a little out there yes so during this scene um the way they kiss is basically just put their cheeks together but based on the camera angle it looks like they're kissing so afterwards, Suwana is supposed to give some uh, Subaki some of her spit. But when it happens, or when it's going to happen, Suwano asks the vice pres for the sports drink so she can do it herself, which is kind of which is supposed to be like, I guess, sort of a red herring for the readers to try to think that um, Suwano isn't going to use the sports drink and is instead going to use her like do with the actual spit. Which we find more about later, because it does come up again. So, after this, we learn that uh, Tsubaki is supposed to say in the movie that Urube spit has no flavor. Because throughout the movie production, there has been scenes of Urube like, following Tsubaki. And then after Suwano leaves from doing the routine, goes up to him and is like, taste this. And... <laughs> Yeah, which, which it turns out the reason it has no flavor and like throughout the production, this vice pres has been hinting at like uh, Urobe is hiding a secret in the movie and it's because she's a robot. <laughs> yes, because yep, makes sense. Yep, because Urobe is a robot and everything that's ha- been happening with Suwano up until this point 
was just a dream in, in the movie, not in real life. <laughs> it was just a dream because Tsubaki, poor man, is the last <laughs> surviving human in this in in the movie. Okay, He's the well, last person on Earth. So, like, side note, how do you feel about actual movies that do that, that, like, build up so much, and they're like, this never happened? Yo, <laughs> this, you're going to think, I'm so weird for this This being the example I think of, <laughs> but Twilight, Breaking Dawn, <laughs> part two. <laughs> I haven't watched any of the Twilights. Ah. Uh, I don't get the reference. Um, the people who've seen Twilight, they'll get it. I'm sad I get it, but, <laughs> but when those movies came out, I didn't really have a choice. I was like, I was dragged along to go see them. Didn't you watch them all with your girlfriend? You know, no, my sister. Oh yeah, no, I thought you rewatched really them with your girlfriend. No, I made her watch all the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Which hey, today's May the Fourth. May the Fourth be with you. It's probably gonna be like May the Fifth or Sixth when you watch this. It'll be Cinco de Mayo it. when this comes out, and so, then maybe watch it on Revenge of the Sixth. but i feel like it's just a big cop out for movies so i don't like it too much when they're like ah it was all just a dream nothing of this nothing really ever happened yeah i I don't want to get into too many tangents because i had another like show example but then we're we're supposed to be talking about mysterious girlfriend x and not the best movies series ever I keep getting notifications on my computer and they keep ringing in my ear. It's kind of annoying. Bing. Stop it. Um, so yeah, Tsubaki is the last surviving human. Everything was a dream. Urabe's a robot. Love. Yeah. So then we get to the last scene that's supposed to be filmed with Tsubaki. Uh, and it's basically Urabe as a robot explaining to Tsubaki everything that's happened and that he's the last surviving human and he she was just intervening in his like um dream or simulation of living out a romance with Suwano cuz in the movie that they're making Subaki loved Suwano before the world came to an end this is the matrix yes actually <laughs> <laughs> so the last scene is supposed to be Urabe giving Subaki some of his spit or some of her spit and then him saying it's tasteless and crying. But because of like um, everything that's been happening throughout the movie between Urabe and Tsubaki that, uh, and their bond, which Tsubaki didn't tell any of this to Urabe, so it's just him like been bottling up the emotions, I guess you could say. So when it happens and it's still tasteless, he starts actually crying. And he bends over. And he says some lines, which I didn't write down. But his tears fall into his mouth, and he's like, it's sweet, I can taste it. And originally, the director was going to call cut, but one of her club members, like, covered her mouth so she couldn't, and let, and they let the scene go on. <clears throat> and that ends up being the scene that they use in the movie, because she thinks that it uh, carries more weight or equal amount of weight of what they would have been doing. So that's what she decides to run with. Oh, and with this, with that scene, you get a panel of Urabe, and it looks anime as fuck. Do you Wait, I don't remember about? this one. Hold on, let me find it, and I'll show you. It's, like, very anime. We'll put it sense. in the show notes for you. The Urabe Collection Part 3. 
Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes because it's very like anime esque, which sounds kind of dumb, I know. But when you see it, or if you've seen it, it should make sense, which I'm looking for it right now. Okay, I found it. I'm going to hold it up to my webcam to see if maybe Zach can see it, but it's very like anime as fuck. Oh, this one. I remember. Right? Like, it's very anime-esque. Yeah. <laughs> so it just kind of feels out of place. I mean, it's cute, but it just doesn't, like, mesh with the art style. So after this, um, they, they're they walking home, and Urbe questions, like, why he was actually crying. And he basically says that when that scene was going on, he was imagining what it would have been like if Urbe Spit actually did become tasteless. And he compares it to if her spit did go tasteless, that basically is the end of the world for him. Dang, he's very just like, what's the word? I I lost the word. Are you going to say cringy? <laughs> that too. <laughs> Cheesy? Couple goals, am I right? If you're not here, I'm not here. And she basically just agrees with him that if um, the, the spit no longer is sweet, that's very sad. Because that means they no longer have a bond. And we don't want to see that. So now it's the day of the culture festival. It's time for the movie that they've been working on for indiscriminate amount of time <laughs> to be shown to the school. Culture festival part two. Yep, it's the second culture festival. So the movie club is making a bunch of preparations for the movie showing. They're passing out flyers, trying to get attention for it so more people will come and see it. Um, and the cafe, uh, Tsubaki's class, which did the cafe, are doing their cafe things, you know. Oka's the cook because she's the best cook they have in the class. Whoa, is that um, why she's the cook? Yeah, that is why she's the cook. <laughs> gotcha. Yep. Um, but all the people who are in Tsubaki's class who had a part in the movie are going to try to find time so they can go and see the um, see the movie when it gets pre-shown. Um, pre-shown. So now we... Yeah. What? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. So now we get a scene with Suwano and Tsubaki because um, they're still doing preparations for the movie. And Suwano just makes the guess that Urebe is his girlfriend. Which she gets, which she got that guess based off, I think it was the kiss scene, um, based on how he was acting and like looking at her. He's like, oh, or it clicked in her head that, oh, Urbe must be her girl, uh, his girlfriend. Why do I keep doing that? Um, but he, she, she basically says that, yeah, she doesn't have like as slanted eyes as you thought or described. Or maybe she said she did. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember something I read yesterday. Yeah, Jared, so. you you gotta you gotta like. I have a very bad memory. Okay, <laughs> that's why I wrote everything down. I have an excuse for not remembering this. I read this like four months ago. Well, I would have read this four months ago, but I was waiting until I could find a physical copy, but mm. I couldn't. So mm. we went to Amazon and bought the digital. Um. So after that, Suwano asks him to taste her spit um which in this case we're thinking again which he thinks so too he's like i can't do it again don't ever mention that i actually tasted your spit in the movie and it wasn't sports drink and she pulls out the psych it was sports drink i she doesn't really give a reason for like (laughs) 
say trying to convince him it was her spit but yeah it's the sports drink she didn't actually give him her spit so she gets him to do it again in like in front of all the people at school and everyone's like turns and is like what are they doing why does he have her finger in his mouth <laughs> and then she busts out a poster that we didn't see her have originally but she busts out a poster for the movie and is like and that was a live reenactment of this movie, so come watch it. I remember that. That yeah. was a, such a strange, like... It was very random. Yeah. And now, we get the return of Imai Momoka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. She returns for the movie arc, but she only returns so that she can perform on stage um, to get more attention for the movie. Of course, she, like, she uses urube's appearance as like her alibi not an alibi but like as her disguise yeah um so when she goes up on stage she says that she's mikoto urabe from class i think her class is 2c i'm pretty sure um and that she's doing a show for their movie and that they um everyone should go see their movie we love the support from momoka yes sir so when it comes to the debut of the movie, Oka makes Urve and Suwano like get in formal dress, like actual dresses for the greeting of, of the crowd. Which this is only really relevant because it sets up the next chapter. Because at the end of the movie arc, which this is going to be the end of the movie arc, just so you know. But at the end of the movie arc, uh, Urve, not Urve, Oka points out that Suwano has a mole like on the very low of her back right above her where her butt would start and then we learn that oka has a mole fetish a very interesting fetish yeah there's a lot of fetish fetish eye fetishes fetishy do you have a fetish jared not that i know of are you sure quite Mm. although if i'm a fan of mysterious girlfriend x do i have a fetish true is this like an indirect fetish uh i plead the fifth and we're gonna move on wonder what it's like having a mole fetish. I don't know. Just ask Oka. Mm. She's got one. And now Tsubaki wants to see if Urbe has a mole. So he asks her to look to see if she does. So whenever she's... And she says that if she does, she'll show him unless it's in a spot that she can't show people. So she does. She She looks when she's in the shower and she does have a mole. But it is in a no-no zone, wherever that no-no zone may be. So she's like, sorry, bud, I can't show you. But here's a marker. You can draw one on me wherever you want, so long as it's nowhere weird. <laughs> Which I feel like is weird in itself. Does Urabe have siblings? No. Okay. No, she doesn't. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's just her parents. I thought it was like a sibling that found it because she couldn't see it. That was for Suwano. <laughs> Uh, Suano's younger sister counted 34 of her moles gotcha. on her body. That's where the, the sibling was. Yeah, that's the sibling. So Urabe draws a mole on... No, not Urabe. Tsubaki draws a mole under Urabe's what would be the left eye. Those moles kind of cute, I guess. I mean, I guess. A lot of people have those. Yeah, I have two on the side of my face right here. Or no, I have at least one. I got a couple. Um, 
So in between that chapter and the next chapter, there's like a quick reference to Urbe trying to figure out what fruit she liked during the autumn season. Um, because she wants to have that fruit again. And she forgot the name of said fruit, which is a pretty common fruit. Yep, but we'll get to that fruit in a second. Because we're going to move on to Subaki's insecurities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very quick every, change. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, because ever since the movie that they produced, Mysterious Girlfriend Y came out, he's been having like a lot of dreams of people doing Urebe and Subaki's routine in public, and then Urebe having Subaki do the routine in front of a bunch of people. And she's like, "It doesn't matter. Look around us. Everyone else is doing it." So he's like, he's very uncomfortable with that because he doesn't like the idea of their special routine becoming less special because now everyone is doing it which to a certain degree makes sense because then it no longer feels special yeah which side note because i don't really know how to talk about it but their movie sold lots of copies good for them <laughs> yes dvds they got a lot of yep. dvd sales yep so Subaki tells urabe about this um and that's when she remembers her favorite fruit so she goes and gets her favorite fruit. The hardest fruit to remember. The hard, the, Yep, the absolute hardest fruit to remember. It was a grape. The simple grape. How do you forget the name of grapes? Okay, so now I'm craving both applesauce and grapes. Nah, I just want applesauce. I can't eat until like 8. Are you still fasting? I am. Ah, feels bad. Yeah. So yeah, she gets a gr- she goes and gets grape from the supermarket, and then I'll, I'll give her props for this because I can barely do this normally. But she peels the skin off the grape without damaging at all, and then she just covers it in her spit and sticks it in his mouth. Love, <laughs> yep. And it, to him, it's super sweet, but it also has like an autumny vibe, which I don't know how something has an autumn vibe but i mean i guess it makes sense because it's a grape and i guess grapes are very prevalent during the autumn season i don't really know about that one but that's what it implies i thought they were like a spring thing but i feel like every plant's a spring thing in my head so i'm probably (laughs) completely wrong yeah I, i know some things are in season like at different seasons but i wouldn't imagine grapes being an autumn thing yeah but maybe i'm just dumb um so after that, we just quickly go through all the seasons. We had Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, and White Day, which is basically Valentine's Day but reversed. So we're going to cover all those real quick, and then that'll be the end of Volume 5. Uh, okay, so Christmas. Um, Tsubaki's family has kept a tree that his deceased mother bought, but it's so old that it, like it doesn't work anymore. Um, and Tsubaki's sister refuses to buy a new one because it has the memory of it being purchased by their deceased mother, which makes sense. So it's more of a, like, um, sentimental value rather than an actual value. Mm -hmm. And for once, Urbe's parents are home, so she does spend Christmas with her family. But then in the middle of the night, she calls Tsubaki out because she wants to show him something. So he yoinks the tree to take with him because she <laughs> wanted to see the tree. Yoink, Scoob. Where'd yep, the tree she, go? Yep, she took the tree. He took the tree. 
so what she wanted to show him was that her dad um got her a Christmas outfit, but what it was was just like a Santa dress. So now she's wearing a Santa dress, which cute. It's pretty cute, yeah. Um, but she picks up the tree and then like it just immediately lights up. But we promise there's no supernatural things because you yeah, need a plug just, for that. You know, like it just decided that they had some energy and wanted to light up. No supernatural. It was just storing up energy from the outlet and its battery. Duh. You're right. It's non-existent battery. And then when it touched Urve, it went into a grounded state and turned on. Yeah, the the potential. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> I don't know, but we're going to stop being a nerd. Uh, so now we move on to New Jared's Year's. a civil engineer. Uh, not for long. In training. <laughs> so now we move to New Year's, and it's the year of the snake. Which, actually, what year is the year of the snake? I'm going to figure that out real quick. We're going to do a quick Google search. Year of the snake. So the next year of the snake is 2025. <laughs> not too long. Wait, when was the last year of the snake? Uh, last year of the snake. I forgot how many uh, Zodiac it's in a members are. 12 year cycle. So the last one was 2013. Mm. Which actually makes kind of sense because these works were being published from 26 to 2014. So maybe that just means he published this one at 2013 when it was the year of the snake. Did you say 26? Did I say 26? <laughs> yeah. I meant 2006. <laughs> so yeah, it's the year of the snake. And Irve sends Subaki a card, and on it, it has a white and pink striped snake, which is, in a way, foreshadowing. <laughs> because Oka asks Irve if, since it's a new year, are you going to change anything about your look? And she's like, no. But then during the routine with Subaki and her, Subaki begins to see a pink and white striped snake like following Irve around and coiling around her. So then he hugs her, and Subaki, not Subaki, Irve does the normal panty scissors thing. But when she does, he sees that she's no longer wearing white panties. She's wearing pink and white striped panties. Ah, yes. <laughs> Which it turns out Irve just thought they were cute, so she bought a bunch of them. <laughs> Which, like, okay. valid. <laughs> yeah. Reasonable. Yeah, so then he's like, was your white and pink striped snake on the card you sent me supposed to be like, hey, I got new underwear. <laughs> I got new panties. Check it out. And she's like, I'll never tell you, even if it's true. <laughs> Go away, you That's weirdo. That's such a weird thing to do. Like, I, we know they're quirky, but yeah, an interesting that, that amount of quirk. to a whole new level. So now we're on to Valentine's Day. Tomo chakras. Yes, sir. Uh, so originally, Urbe doesn't want to give Subaki chocolates because it's too conventional. And you know them, they nothing like they're not conventional. <laughs> so Oka's like, nah, bitch, you got to get him chocolate because boys are very simple. That's not the word I was going to use. Very. Oh, what is it? Hold on. <laughs> She's like, boys are very sensitive, so, you know, you gotta get them chocolate, otherwise they're gonna feel very sad, especially if they don't get chocolate from their girlfriends. True. On Valentine's, if you didn't get anything from your girlfriend, like, would you be like, oh, nothing? I I feel like I wouldn't be, like, sad, but, like, 
oh, okay, type of thing, you know? I was going to ask you, have you ever gotten chocolate for Valentine's Day? Not from a girlfriend, because I I don't think I've had a long-term thing happening. At all. (laughs) At all. Actually, I think I've gotten chocolate from a couple people. I can't remember if I have. I don't think I ever have, besides from my girlfriend. Yeah. But you know who did get chocolate from people who weren't his girlfriend? Subaki. Because he's a player. <laughs> Subak- so Subaki gets chocolate from the vice president and Suwano, and both of them say that the, like, the reasoning for them giving him chocolate is because they worked on the movie together. Which, I mean, I guess that's a fair, like, reasoning, because they're friends, and, like, as a reward for working on the movie, here's some chocolate. Enjoy it. Mm. But Tsubaki doesn't want Urbe to be jealous of the chocolate, so before they meet up after school to do the routine, uh, Tsubaki just scarfs that chocolate down, <laughs> makes sure there's no evidence in his bag or anywhere near him. But then as they're doing the routine, um, Urbe sees, like, some chocolate like on far on his cheek which i have to question how he got chocolate like that (laughs) far in on his cheek and she licks it off of him no she gets mad (laughs) oh so then she leaves and eats chocolate that she was going to give to him but then like in a weird cut she gets like she runs into his sister and um they end up buying chocolate together and she ends up giving Subaki a heart-shaped chocolate. They don't know that they're both connected to Subaki. Not yet, no. Yeah. But, you know, like, it was a really weird cut for her to like just 180 like get him chocolate, which is I mean, it's fine, but it was a little weird. Mm. So now it's time for a white day. Whoop whoop. Um which <laughs> white day is is White day only in Japan, do you know? I think so. I We haven't done that here, but also, like, I feel like a lot of us in the U.S. don't really do too much during Valentine's unless you have, like, a very close significant other. Sure. But, but basically, all white day is, and it's apparently a month later. I thought it was just the day after Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's a month day. later. I didn't know. I thought it was just the day after Valentine's Day. But it's when the boys reciprocate like any chocolate or gifts they got from girls if they want so they give them back something in return yeah i feel like in like the u.s like both parties i guess like give them at the same time yeah at the same time rather than like one girls on valentine's day and boys on white day yeah yeah that makes sense uh, so Subaki gives Suwano and the vice pres like small boxes of cookies. Like they only fit two cookies in them because <laughs> they're that small. Uh, but Subaki makes sure to give Suwano's in a closet when because they're since they're class representatives, they have to get something from the closet. So that's when he gives her her box of cookies, two cookies. And you got to trade secret shit doing the closet. Yes, sir. Um, because he doesn't want Urbe to get jealous from the fact that he's giving her chalk or her uh, a gift for a white day. And this is when Suwano goes a little off the rails, because Suwano asks Subaki if he had the opportunity, would he date her? Because she's okay being numero dos. <laughs> she's okay being that side hoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then she gets like really close to him. 
and he like walks backwards trips and falls but he's holding like he's holding a map and it's in like this very long tubed container <laughs> so as he's falling it the the map goes up and lifts her skirt uh and he sees that she's wearing black panties why does this like always happen in like manga and anime like somehow somewhere like you see the panties of the wrong person uh anime trope fan service i don't know one of those two so now now the joke becomes that it's no longer white day but it's black day because he (laughs) in his mind he only has the image of those black panties but instead of like them being in the shape of an underwear it's just his entire mind is seeing black which it was a pretty funny joke i'll admit (laughs) so uh, Urbe does take i don't remember why but Urbe, oh wait, well it's because he didn't want her to because his mind was only on black. But Urbe takes some of the spit and, and also only gets all black, and asks him what's up with that. So he explains the reason why, and then she does a twirl and she's no longer wearing her white pink striped underwear because it's back to being just plain white. And basically, she's just making it white day again. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a strange. It's a strange interaction. Yeah. Interpretation yeah. of White Day. Um, and then she basically just explains that, like, because of their bond, it's impossible for them to lie to each other. Which makes sense, because uh, you, it's, it'd be pretty hard to lie to someone if you can feel your each other's emotions just by, like, trading spit. Not in a so, supernatural I mean, I way. Not in a supernatural way. And then Tsubaki's cookies taste better after it's white day again. <laughs> the cookies that Suwano gave him. No, the cookies that he gave. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, for some reason. I don't know why I left my mind about this being white day and not Valentine's. Yeah, you stupid. My bad. And that's the end of volume five. Time for volume Boop, six. Boop. Yep, now we're going to move on to volume six. The last volume? Um, yeah, it's the last volume. Well, at least in the English, <laughs> it's the last oh, volume. Because they, how many? There's chapters? twelve in j- Japanese. Yeah, but they like removed half the chapters. But no, they, they still made they combined them so each oh. two Japanese is one English. Gotcha. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um. So now this volume starts off with them playing softball, and it's between class two C and two A. And they introduce a new thirst trap for Tsubaki. I remember this. Yeah. Her name's Yoshikawa. And she got biggie badonkadonks. Yep. And her defining feature for all the boys is that she got some... She got a pair on her. She got some ginormous breastuses. Some... I don't know a Z word, but I was going to say chivalrous <laughs> chesticles. <laughs> I was trying to think of the G, the G word, but I couldn't remember it. Gazunga? <laughs> Ginormous gazungas. No, 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 like gazunga as in what's the size. No, gazunga okay. means the, the, the boobies. But yeah, that's her. Ba- that's basically her defining feature for all the boys. So now all the boys in Tsubaki's class are very distracted by by Yoshikawa and her appearance. 
So now Subaki's class is losing very poorly. Um, and we're f- <laughs> so now Urive basically calls all boys simple-minded because she... Okay, so basically she went to dive for one of the bases and she got a scrape on her chest, which I have to question how she got a scrape on her chest, but for the sake of the story, she did. Um, So... She tells Subaki that she got a cut, and he's like, where'd you get it? And he's, she's like, I don't know, here's some spit. <laughs> so when he, he's on the, or when he's up to bat, I think, his chest starts bleeding, and he's like, oh, it was on Urube's boob. And then she's, he says, Urube's boobs are the only boobs for me. And then he hits a home run. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's not like... How creepy is it just to start bleeding from the chest? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, how did like, you even get a cut, like, a scrape there? Like, a size... Because it was a pretty sizable scrape on Tsubaki. So, I, it's like, how'd you manage that? Yeah. Wasn't he wearing a white shirt and that's why he could see it so well? Yeah. Um. So, after that, like... Okay. So, the rest of Volume 6... It's kind of basically just a bunch of filler. Um, there's like nothing really substantial in it. It it's a bunch of small chapters, but they don't really do much for the story, which is another reason I feel like the ending of the Mystery Girl for Next was feels kind of rushed because they just move along. So I don't know how much of it I actually want to cover, especially since we're already like around the hour mark. Um, let's just spark note it. Okay, ready. So first, Tsubaki's sister gets a dress. No, Urube gets a dress from Tsubaki's sister. Uh, but <laughs> I can't Tsubaki. read. <laughs> yeah, Dumbo. But Tsubaki didn't like the dress, but he mostly didn't like it for his sister because when it's completely wet, um, it's like entirely see-through. Which and Tsubaki, both of them did not know. Uh, yeah, Tsubaki's sister and Urube didn't know until... Or if I wore it out because it was raining that day, which is why it's relevant, I guess. But basically, Subaki doesn't like men fawning over his sister, and then he proceeds to call all men perverts, including himself. Which, like, I guess true. Yeah. Don't add us, men. Ninety <laughs> percent of our watch demographic is men, so we're Don't all perverts. Us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so a wall is constructed along the pool to block the view from the boys into the pool. So the girls ask the swim coach if, like, for one day they can wear their own swimsuits. And the coach agrees, like, yeah, sure, go ahead and wear, for one day, you can wear your own swimsuit because the boys can't see. So Yoshikawa makes a bet with Urbe's class um, to race three against three in a relay race. And the loser has to go get drinks for the winner from the vending machine which is like in front of the soccer field which would be in full view of the boys yeah and the boys are playing <clears throat> soccer right now yep so like but they're playing soccer they're kicking the soccer ball like way past the goal so they have an excuse to like go over no that was in the first volume god i don't remember when any of these were oh just ignore me <laughs> yeah <clears throat> So, Urbe's class does win, but only because Suano tricks Urbe into getting serious about the race. Um, She says that she's wearing a red bikini, 
because Tsubaki told her that uh, a red bikini is like his favorite form of swimsuit, which she later tells Urbe was a lie, just that it was just to get um, her serious about the race. What's your favorite type of swimsuit, Jared? I don't know. I haven't given that any sort of consideration. (laughs) What's your favorite swimsuit? I don't know either. Well, I have an idea, but I will not disclose. Glad we came to this conclusion. You're welcome. Uh, okay, so after that, we get fireworks, right? And we get it's very weird because it starts off with like a random flashback uh, to Subaki and Ueno as kids. And basically, when they were kids, um, they would they used to sneak into their grade school to go to the roof of the building because it gave like a very good view of the fireworks. Uh, and at this time, present day, a festival is having is going on, which Tsubaki wants to invite Urbe to, but he knows uh, he'll probably run into classmates, so it, it's not going to be very easy for them to like keep it a secret. So, which qu- quick side note, <laughs> the OVA for uh, Mysterious Girlfriend X is actually them going to a festival together. Cute. <laughs> So instead of going to the festival to try to, like, chance other classmates seeing them together, uh, Subaki invites Urbe to the roof of the grade school to, to see the fireworks. Uh, which they go there, no problem. No problem there. But then as the fireworks are starting, and since it's lighting up the sky, uh, Subaki and Urbe can see that Ueno and Oka are also there, just on a different side of the roof. And that they're kissing. <laughs> Which, like, Ueno and Oka are a pretty cute couple. I mean, I guess. But I still don't like Oka. To each their own. <laughs> if you say so. She's what got the ball rolling. Just in a no. manipulative fashion. No, she isn't. <laughs> she came in after the fact. No, but, like, she helped them along. Not really, but sure. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and Urve thinks it's cute that both Tsubaki and Ueno thought to bring their girlfriends to a place that has so much sentimental value to the two of them, since they used to go there as kids. Um. So after that, we get like a little backstory of how Oko and Ueno started dating, uh, and basically, um, in their freshman or sophomore year, Oko was a part of the student council. So she had to go home late, and as every high schooler does in Japan, they basically just walked home. So Ueno was concerned for her safety because she had to walk home alone at night. Um, so basically, at first, he just stalked her <laughs> to make sure she got home safe. And then when Oka confronted him one night, and he's like, oh, sorry, I just wanted to make sure you were getting home safe because you're a girl and you're so small. And you're walking home alone at night, and there's weirdos in the world. <laughs> Ueno's not nope. one of them. He's not one of them at all. Yeah. So that's basically how they started dating, is they kept walking home together after school. And then on the last day that she was in student council, he confessed. they both kind of confessed. And I do explain that in the story, because, yeah. like, Oka, sub quote-unquote sublimity sublimity we're gonna pretend that's how you say that told ueno that she liked him and wanted to date but 
Oana was the one that like fully asked for it. Yeah. Because he wouldn't be able to walk home with her anymore. So he had to commit. Oka's just kind of manipulative. Yes, now you see it. <laughs> well, no, I've been new, but. Uh-huh. Uh, so now we go to a tennis match. Um, I play tennis. You used to play tennis. Every so often, I'll still play tennis. Uh, and basically, Suwano is now a ghost member for the tennis team. Um, and she challenges Urbe to a match. Which before and during that match, Subaki kept looking at Suwano's legs. Um, which Urbe does end up calling him out on. But <laughs> but to get like serious or actually into the game, Urbe basically just goes barefoot. And then Subaki starts staring at her legs. So yeah, like Urbe, Subaki for sure, 100% has a leg fetish. Tsubaki has a lot of fetishes. Yep. I don't know how many we haven't counted, but he has at least two. Uh, nope. But that, but this gets a little weird. Because <laughs> then he whips out a piece of paper, and it's like... Because she's rinsing her feet out as they're walking um, home. So he whips out a sheet of paper, and is like, Urebe, this spot right here, you see that spot? It's pr- It's pretty muddy. Can you please step in it and then give me your footprint so I can hang it in my room? <laughs> That's not creepy <laughs> nope. at all. What would you do if girlfriend asked you I would you say that? no. I don't want anyone <laughs> hanging a, a picture of my footprint in their room. My muddy footprint. <laughs> but, I'm, but I mean, I guess Urabe's into it because she does the happy spit gush. And this is actually the last one of the, the series. I don't know why that made her happy enough to just eject spit, but it did, apparently. Like, I can get the appeal of legs, Mm -hmm. you know? but You don't like feet? I don't know. Feet? Yeah, feet aren't just, like, my thing, you know? Yeah. I can't really see it. But, like, to each their own. Um, hmm. What do... Okay. I'm probably going to cut out some of the chapters because I just don't want to talk about them. But Suwano gets a stalker photography, quote unquote, boyfriend in this volume. Um, So basically a sophomore, which we do find out that Tsubaki and all of them are in the 11th grade. So they're juniors. But doesn't that also mean it's their last year of high school since... Yeah, I don't know how years. like number grades work. Okay, well you know I don't know how they work overseas. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so basically a sophomore took her photo in secret and entered it into a photo contest, which he won. <laughs> oh, I yeah. remember. So this. the photographer. This chapter was nice. It was alright. So the photography club president, I think he was, uh, took that sophomore to Suano to like apologize. About, you know, creepily taking her photo and entering it into a photo contest without her permission. And she was like, that's okay. It's all right. You want to go take another photo shoot? (laughs) So then they, like, (laughs) go throughout the city. um, Just him taking random photos of her. But when they're in the city, uh, they run into Suwano's ex. Who basically just warns Mr. Broski because he thinks they're dating. 
that she's not as nice as she seems. So then Mr. Mans screams that he doesn't know anything about his girlfriend and runs away with Suano. <laughs> and then he like apologizes profusely for calling her, for like screaming that out since they're not dating. And he tries to like explain that he has no like romantic interest in girls because to him they're like the perfect photo subject and he if he were to start dating his photo subject it would like ruin his ability to take good photos of them which is kind of weird but that's how he explains it so then it cuts to Subaki still wanting a a cute picture of Urabe because you know the first one he got which (laughs) good photo he wasn't happy with so shame on him I think it was like a great photo like it was a great photo that's better than like a normal smile. It is. It's better. It's definitely better than a normal smile. We'll probably include it in the show notes too. Yeah. Like candid photos. Mm-hmm. Better than like staging. Um, so this time she surprisingly agrees to take the photo. But as <laughs> the photo is being printed from the Polaroid, she cuts it up with her scissors and tells him not to rely <laughs> on seeing like cute images of his girlfriend. Um, which I don't know. Like, you have a significant other, you do kind of want a photo of them. You know? Yeah, I can see where he's yeah. coming from. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna cut this chapter out. Um, which one? But basically, the yeah, the bowling, bowling date. But basically, the gist of it is Subaki is a god tier bowler. It's Urabe's first time, but because she's <laughs> so athletic, she's also a god tier bowler. And then, um, what's her face? The thirst trap enter like imposes on their date and makes a wager that Urbe loses and they almost end up and Urbe and Subaki almost end up kissing, but he calls the wager off because Urbe is crying. So if you want to know more about that chapter, go and read it because <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about it. But that's basically Rude. the gist of it. Okay. Mm. So now we move on to it's snowing, which really like puts into perspective how much time has passed. Because at the start of volume six, it was white day, or like right after white day. So like they really just went through a whole year and half a volume, which kind of puts into perspective, which basically just makes this feel more rushed because they're showing like a year's yeah. time in like those couple chapters. Um, So Urbe runs into Subaki's sister after Subaki's sister... I'm going to keep calling her Subaki's sister because I don't remember her name. But after Subaki's sister runs into the first boyfriend she had in high school. Um, and Subaki's sister is crying because it basically brought up all those old emotions. So she tells Urabe to go with her to uh, take a bath with her. Because, you know, there's just public baths everywhere in Japan. Yeah. Um, but while they're in the bath, Urbe confesses to his sister that him and Tsubaki are dating. Like, that's a weird scenario <laughs> to confess to your significant other sibling that y'all are dating. True. While you're naked Doesn't in like, a bath together. She, like, adorably sink down into the water when she I'm says that. I'm not too sure. Let me, let me take a quick look. I'll let you know. In my head, that's what she did. She might have. Let me see. Yeah, she does. She does, like, the embarrassed sink down into it so you can only see her eyes. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she basically just tells Tsubaki's sister that they're dating. And that's like the gist of that chapter. That's like the main thing that happens there. But now we go back to Suano and her creepy boyfriend. That's not her boyfriend. And we find out that Suano has been going to his house and taking semi-nude photos. <laughs> yeah, mm. and by semi not, no, creepy. not creepy at all. And by semi-nude, um, she's she's nude, but she has a bed sheet. But covering yeah, she has a bed. She's covering her lady bits with a bed sheet, and that's uh, categorized as semi-nude. That's so like I don't know how to describe it's weird. that. Even if you like like this dude, right? Like I don't think I would put up with yeah. that. And I mean, even beyond that, she she goes to say that she's getting she's starting to get like annoyed with him taking so many pictures because it's like of every little thing she does, and she has sometimes has to repeat things so that he can take a picture of it, and like she confronts him about that. And she basically says that if she didn't like him, she wouldn't have been putting up with uh, his photo shoot tendencies. So then he just straight up kisses her. Which is still not harassing her, No, right? not at all. And it's also definitely not further than mm-hmm. Tsubaki and Irve have gone. <laughs> They've... Mr. Mans and Suwana, like, ran from, like, 1 to they 10 went 0 to 100 and... real quick. <laughs> Yeah, Subaki is still on. Yeah, the and they've been dating for three years now. Yep. Uh, but yeah, after he kisses her, they start dating, and you know now Suano has a boyfriend. Um, I'm gonna briefly cover this chapter, but it's basically about Cologne. Cologne. <laughs> yeah, Cologne. Sorry. Side note: I had cologne on yesterday, and I it, it still hasn't like disappeared, so I can still smell it, and it. It's really weird because I'm in pajamas. That's why I don't wear Kalogna. <laughs> um, so Subaki's sister gives him like Kalogna, the same Kalogna that she gave her first boyfriend as a gift. And <laughs> are you gonna keep saying Kalogna? How is he supposed to say it? Uh, you're right. Um, My Colwyn. Yeah. So sh- she gave him the Kalogna because now she knows that him and Urbe are dating. And she can tell when he's going on a date with Irbe based on the clothing he's wearing. Because either way, he says he's going out with Ueno. But whenever he's actually going out with Ueno, he basically just wears an old shirt um, and sweatpants. But whenever he's going out with Urbe, he, like, dresses nice. And that's, like, her, like, no factor to know when he's actually going out with Urbe. Her no yeah, factor. Her no factor. Gotcha. <laughs> I could have said something better, but no factor came out. <laughs> um yeah uh basically she, after her subaki leaves his sister recalls um when her boyfriend first used the kalogne uh when they went karaoke and she got so intoxicated by the smell of his kalogne that she got a little frisky in in the karaoke booth <laughs> um so frisky that her boyfriend had to stop her um but then she respectable boyfriend. But then she doesn't think that Tsubaki would stop Urebe if Urebe made the same move. But like 
Can you Which, blame like, Subaki? I wouldn't stop her. Reasonable. Yeah, reasonable thinking. We also know Subaki has no self control. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah, which is evident if you look back to like what volume two when he pushed her down. Oh yeah, and then like nibbled on her ear, licked her ear, licked her ear. Licked her ear, licked yeah. her ear. But I mean, I can't blame Subaki. I don't know if I would stop her, Urbe. Urbe specifically. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then she basically gets upset and takes back the Kalogne whenever he gets back from the date because he does. She doesn't want um, them doing anything frisky, uh, and basically says that he doesn't need it right now and he'll get it back later. Wait. So what I just learned is both Tsubaki and Jared are not respectable men. Ah, you got me. I'm not a gentleman. <laughs> Cancel me. Remember, all men are perverts. Yep. I mean, yeah, exactly. You can't expect me to be respectable when all men are perverts. Oh. That was a joke, everyone. Don't take that seriously. <laughs> Call it satire. That's not satire. It's not satire. Um, That's sarcasm. Maybe. Is that what you tried to say? I don't know. Uh, okay, and then so after that, we get like a quick chapter that basically just a reflection on um, Subaki and Urbe's relationship because. Like, after they've been dating so long, he no longer gets flustered over, like, sharing a drink with Urbe because that's, like, an indirect kiss. But, yeah, it's basically, like, no big deal to him anymore, which he realizes might have offended her. So he goes over to her house to apologize to him or to apologize to her. And then after apologizing, she comes out, like, fresh out of the shower and, like, soaking wet towels and... And she's like, oh, so I have to look like this to make you blush. <laughs> Anymore, yeah. Uh, and Oka basically just points out that both Suano and Urabe's personalities have changed quite a bit after uh, getting into relationships. Which, I mean, is bound to happen, yeah. I guess, when you're in a relationship. Especially, like, if it's your first one ever. So I can't yeah. wait to see your personality change, Mr. Zaki boy. Stop calling me out. No, that's like the most fun thing to do that's the best part about talking about a romance anime i can talk about how you have no experience mm. in any form i have no like real long-term like actual experience you can't say leading on a girl is <laughs> experience hey no that's not what i was talking about <laughs> also no one's gonna get the context of that and they'll just see me as an yep, asshole that's why i said it <laughs> There's way more there's context, context to that, and I didn't just lead yeah, her there's on. There's context to that, and he's not an asshole, but just, you know, if you want to think he's an asshole, go ahead and think that. Yeah, come at me at the Twitter <laughs> for Jim Trash Podcast. Twitter.com slash Jim Trash Podcast. I'll fight you in the DMs. Um, okay. So we get one more chapter before the last one, but I feel like it's not important enough to talk about. So I'll give like a brief summary of it again. Uh, Oka, basically Oka and Urbe are buying swimsuits for the summer. Um, Uaino and Sabaki are also in the same like mall that they're buying the swimsuits. And a, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, so you're going to have to help me out here. But a gravure? Grav, gravure? Gravure? Is it French? I don't know. I don't know what this word is. It's basically like a person who models underwear. Like stuff like that. Or like bikini gravure gravure g-r-a-v-u-r-e gravure that 
basically there's one of those models doing a promotion and wait sorry that was the the british pronunciation you know what british pronunciation's good enough gravure there it is gravure same difference so the boys get caught watching that promotion by urbe and uh, oka um and basically they just go home after that so subaki invites urbe to the beach um but when she tries his spit he all he all she sees is an image of that model and he's and she's like i don't want to agree to go to the beach when he's got some other girl on his mind so then she cuts up her dress to expose the swim sheet swim suit that she's wearing the swim, the swim sheet. sheet um so now his mind is only on her and she's like that's right now i'll go with you to the beach but you're paying for everything because I just cut up my favorite dress. Men are simple. Men are very simple. Sometimes we be thinking with the wrong head. <laughs> okay. And now we get to the last two chapters. So it starts off with Subaki's sister and her friends like reminiscing on their high school experiences from like mostly the high school love. Um and, like, one of Tsubaki's sister's, like, best memories of it is with her first boyfriend and how many sunsets they got to see, like, after school. But beyond that, the last two chapters do focus mainly on, like, Tsubaki's mom's death and how that affect and how that's affected Tsubaki up and, like, throughout his life. Because, yeah, this is, like, what the last episode of the anime was based off of? No, the last episode of the anime was the last chapter oh, of volume, volume one. one. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Um <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so it, it's mostly about how it affected Tsubaki because like they've mentioned previously, his mom died at a young age. So he didn't really get to see no, not his mom died at a young age, but his mom died when he was at a young age. So he didn't really get to mm-hmm. see much of her. Um, <clears throat> and actually, they had to remove like all the pictures of her from the house because anytime he saw one of those pictures, he'd start crying. Um, and this is kind of seen well more foreshadowed because whenever Tsubaki's sister came home drunk from her outing with uh, her friends, Tsubaki laid her in her bed Um and started crying when he saw her sleeping, which comes into play later. But basically, him seeing uh, his sister sleeping kind of like subconsciously reminded him of what his mom looked like. And one of the things that Tsubaki's sister was mentioning during her outing with her friends was that she had something she needed to do tomorrow, so she couldn't drink too much. Which it turns out the thing that she needed to do was actually... So, uh, celebrate her the uh, the mother's anniversary like of her death which whenever she goes to the grave it, Urube is already there so she's like confused as to how Urube even knew that it was the anniversary and why she and why she was there <clears throat> and Urube basically just tries to say that Tsubaki told her about it but then she's like mm, Tsubaki doesn't even know when the anniversary is 
so uh, basic so to explain it Irve basically like explains the bond that her and Subaki have and that when they're together Irve can see different things like see different like see things she just leaves out the spit part <laughs> which is probably smart. yeah because you don't want to give away your fetish to your boyfriend sister yeah because that's a little weird yeah. yeah so she basically explains that like she saw an image of um what she believes to be younger Subaki next to a bed with what she believes to be his mom in the bed, like on her deathbed. And that that's what like made her come to the grave for her anniversary. Hmm. So after this, Subaki's sister gives Subaki an envelope with um, their mom's picture in it because she believes that Subaki is old enough now to like see that picture again without, you know, so many emotions being attached to it. Um, but when Tsubaki and Urbe are together, he tries to cut it up with her scissors uh, and she stops him. Uh, she basically just says that she'll hold on to it until he's ready to see it. Uh, yeah. Cute. So they al- they do almost kiss in the last chapter, but they don't because they're like, I we don't want or Tsubaki doesn't want to. Because it's really Irve who's going in for her. And she's like all down, ready to do it. But Tsubaki stops her because he doesn't want to lose the routine that they have currently. At least not while they're in school. Um, Because Irve says that kissing is basically swapping spit, you know? Which it is. (laughs) Can't falter there. (laughs) But that if they kiss, then there's no more need for them to do the finger thing. Because they can just kiss. Which he basically just says that he doesn't, while they're still in school, like in their school uniforms, which basically just while they're still in school, he doesn't want to lose that Mm -hmm. routine. So he wants to wait until they're outside of school, Um, which Urbe agrees to. And then she tries to tell him something, but she stops herself. Um, And it's exposed to the reader that while Urbe and Spocky's sister were in the bath together after she confessed to her his sister... Irve told him, told her that she wanted to be together forever with Tsubaki. And then the series ends with Irve running from him and him chasing her across the sunset. Like, not gonna lie, I didn't like all of the buildup for for Tsubaki to be like, no, no, we're not gonna kiss. You know, yeah, which uh, Richie does um like talk about that at the end of the manga, and he's basically like like one of the things he wanted to capture was what's so great about youth is that nothing actually happens. So that's what he was trying to go for. So that's why he cut it off at yeah. the end. I think a lot of people like kind of didn't enjoy how it ended, but like overall, like. It's yeah, I I love the series. It's definitely my favorite series ever. Just, I feel like the ending was so rushed. Because after the movie arc, yeah. there isn't really anything after it besides a bunch of smaller chapters. Yeah, a bunch of, like, slice-of-life chapters that, like, don't really add anything uh, to the story. <laughs> but they had to, like, ramp it back down somehow. Yeah, they had to, they had to wrap so it up. So that they could end it. Um, yeah. but I will say, Richie is like someone he's known for like 
referencing his works and other works of his. So in his following series that came out after this, which is Ukumo-chan Flashback, his like main character is a manga artist. And one of the mangas that she was working on in that series is basically a spoof of Mysterious Girlfriend X. It's called Unconfirmed Girlfriend X in the in that new series. <laughs> and in that series, um, I believe the the two characters do get married. So that could be like, you know, Urbe and Sibaki do end up getting married in the future. So that's something yeah. to think about. Um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. Completely. Oh, what's with all of these like manga artists drawing mangas about manga? Artists? I don't know. That's <laughs> so weird. There's so many there, of them. That is true. There's a lot of them, and it's pretty funny. They're they're just you know talking about their lives basically at that point. Yeah, but that was the end of mysterious podcast X. well this one was mysterious podcast why right? but only because of the movie arc oh. <laughs> but yeah that's gonna be You're the right. end of the first series um that i'm covering um so zach and i have been talking and we both think that like a good schedule for us is group up okay so we're gonna group up our series that we cover into like its own individual series so this three episodes over mysterious girlfriend x was a series it's my first series so now we're gonna take a week break um so zach can figure out what he wants to talk about which actually kind of works because we have finals next week so that gives us more time to focus on that and then after that week Mm -hmm. break we'll be back next wednesday which is going to be the 19th so that's when the next episode should come out is uh, the 19th and then he's going to do his series however long that lasts and then after that ends, and that we'll take another week break for me to do just plan out my next series, which I already know what which anime or manga I'm going to talk about. Um, so that's going to be a fun time. But yeah, that's basically what we're gonna what we're gonna do. Yeah, I'm not completely sure what I want to do if I want to keep it in the realm of like anime and manga, or if I want to just completely change it up but which, we'll figure yeah, which that that's out. what the week is also for so you can make a decision yeah i have ideas in my mind but i don't want to spoil them mm-hmm. for you so you're just gonna have to wait that week i'm so yeah. sorry um, well we but. hope you enjoyed the first series of our podcast um again we're so sorry about like the abysmal audio quality for the first episode but for each episode now the quality should be good um it may it may get better depending on what we do next but for now it's definitely at a good area yeah it probably won't get worse hopefully it won't get worse (laughs) we make no promises we can only get better from here uh but yeah yeah, thanks and i hope you enjoyed mysterious podcast x with the gym trash if you want to watch it the season one's on crunchyroll not sponsored Oh, I thought you meant the Jim no. Trash podcast is on Crunchyroll. No, we're like, not. No. That's for animes. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to give yeah. it a watch, if you've never seen it before, I highly recommend it. Just just know that in series one ends kind of short. It's uh, It does take up like the space of three volumes, but it doesn't cover the, all three volumes just because the adaptation's a little wonky. But I highly recommend it. Um, 
if you want to keep up with us and how when episodes are coming out, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Jim Trash Podcast for both. Uh, I run the Instagram, Zach runs the Twitter. So if you want to harass one of us specifically, now you know. Only harass you. Know. Uh, if you want to leave suggestions for things for us to cover in the future, go ahead and leave that in one of our DMs. We'll we'll get to it. We do have things lined up, or I have things lined up already, but we'll definitely get to it. And if you got any feedback so we can make things better for you, please let us know. Yeah. Ah, one more thing. You should totally share this podcast around so we can continue to grow and more people can hear it. That would be very great. If you could, <laughs> please. All right. We'll see y'all in two weeks on May 19th. Bye. Bye.